we start in Teddy City, where Justin Stucker from 66 yards and Esto ran up the score this week. Chris Farley Godwin said, I need your John Estadillo. And Esto responded with, it's Justin Herbie Estadillo. George Clooney Kittle may have just put lighting on an Ocean's 11-hour bus ride and has him saying, oh brother, where art thou? Damon John Harris and Jamark Cuban Chase gave Sammy a decision in the Shark Tank and he predictably made the wrong choice. Adam, in my feelings, said, Sammy, do you love me? Are you riding? Say so you'll never take that bus trip without me. Esto, 170.7. Sammy, 122.2. Next, we had to bus watch, where Josh Richards Allen was Tenny's BFF this week and he exposed lighting and his team full of unmotivated excuse-making TikTokers. AJ Clown was caught sleepwalking in Jesse's lineup, forcing Ron Dale Doback Moore to drunkenly yell from the flex spot, the clown has no penis. Lighting responded with, I'm not gonna call him Dak, even if there's a fire. Derek start the car, more like start the bus. With no help from this defeated roster, and Lighting told Tyshawn Mendez-Williams, I know I can treat you better than Sloan can. Tenny, 100.5. Lighting, 63. Oh, no. We now go to the Battle of Hastings, where Christian McCaffstrain and Clyde Edwards-Alaire went down in the field of battle. But Tom Green Berady rallied his special ops team to secure the victory for Loaf. Robert over the river and through the woods to William's bench we go. Failed to live up to his rank and Will and his team full of LA yuppies couldn't make any headway during this Matt Gay rights parade. Will is going to try and digs a little deeper next week and look to Daryl Philbin Henderson for advice on how to be in a gang. Loaf, 108.1. Will, 103.6. <laughs> Let's now head to the five foot nine inch convention where Jacob and Nate squared off. Matthew McConaughey Stafford showed Nate how to lose a guy in 10 days as he looks better than Russ after three weeks. Cooper, two scores, one cup, couldn't stop shitting on the Bucks defense on Sunday. Marvin Edwards Jones tried selling Jacob life insurance, but Kareem Blunt couldn't stop lighting it up on Jacob's bench, which caused major health concerns. Metcalf had Jacob saying, go DK, that's my DK, but this roster appears to have no ceilings after three weeks. Nate, 125.1, Jacob, 100.3. Tick, 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 some spread. Last, we go to the audit room where our latest fraud was caught red-handed. Robbie Arthur Anderson couldn't fluff these numbers and Osh didn't need to Dalvin cook his books to win this matchup. Alexander Billy Madison took the Seahawks back to school and Osh could be heard telling Lighting, I'll turn this damn bus around. Brandon Kickmanis almost outscored all of Sloan's players and Odell Neckham Jr. went back to his LA roots and sang, Ayo, suck this Oshner dick, bitch. Osh, 120.8, so 111. All right, shuttlecocks. Three weeks 
in. It's been quick and just got pulled over on my way home from work. I uh, got myself a little citation, expired plates. So I'm a little fired up for this podcast. And I'm not going to place blame on Jesse Tenney, but we've got to be better as a, as a community. And it, it, you know, it falls on me. Uh, had expired plates. He had every right to pull me over. So, you know, not salty. It's my bad. Um, we have a Matt Carloff interview. Hope you guys enjoy that. It was electric. So I'm going to try and keep this nice and short. Um, just to, just out of respect for the league, uh, Matt Carloff had a lot to say, and that's a good thing. Whenever somebody comes on this podcast for an interview, it is a principle of mine to let them air it out. Let them just say what they want to say. I'm not going to stop you. If you want it to be an hour, it can be an hour. So that's just a principle. If you come, if you accept the invite to come on to this podcast, air it out, say what you need to say, get it all out there. So appreciate that from Matt Karloff. And this, this episode, just going to do a little, little power rankings, little tier, put, put each team into tiers here. Um, just kind of break down the league after three weeks. I think three weeks is enough time to get kind of a, a general idea of where where things are going to shake out, how teams are looking, faring. And so I'm just going to rank rank each team, put teams into tiers, kind of group them together. So here we go. First tier, contenders. And I think it's Nate Will Loaf. I think those are the three guys that when you look at the end of the year, that's who's going to be competing for a title. Um, Nate's team is just salty. I mean, it's just filthy. He has a big tight end problem still. I'm going to keep saying it, but if he can flip a couple of these bench guys, I mean, he's got a pretty solid bench. If he could flip a couple guys, maybe, maybe drop that asking price down a little bit. I think he could get a solid tight end and his team could be grooving. He's got good backs. He's got good receivers. He's got a good problem at quarterback whereas he has two that can play. Um, and he's just going to be able to play the matchups each week with Russ and Stafford. So this team is just filthy. And it's easy for me to say it's the front runner with him being atop the standings. But I really do think it is. I don't think that 3-0 and is fraudulent. I think this is the best team in the league and the team to beat right now, the betting favorite, uh, plus 160. And I think Nate's for real. And then Will and Loaf are just solid. Both just solid teams. Loaf's going to feel the pain a little bit of this McCaffrey injury the next two, three weeks. But, you know, if he can just tread water during that time while McCaffrey's out, maybe get, maybe, you know, one win in there, I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to, he's looking at a playoff run um, almost no matter what, unless. McCaffrey comes back for a game and just goes down for the year. So, I mean, Loaf's team is good, you know, all around. It's just, it's just 
rock solid. And then Will, kind of the same thing. Um, he's got a tight end issue, like he brought up last week. But he's got really good running back. Saquon finally looked good. You know, he's got Kyler Murray. Might be the MVP of the league if the Cardinals just go, like, 11-6. and six, Which, right now, looks like they can do. So those three teams, I think, are the contenders. Next tier, and I kind of do this every year. Last year there were two, and I won't name names. Mostly because it was a terrible take by me. But the fraud category. And I think there's one so far in the fraud category. I couldn't really recognize another, but there is one for sure. And it's Sloan K. I just think this roster is a little fraudy. Um, it just doesn't have a lot of juice, doesn't have a lot of pop. You know, after Devontae Adams, it's just kind of these run-of-the-mill guys, uh, these players that will score you 10 points every week and, and hang up their cleats. And so, you know, you got the Jalen Hurts thing might might not be looking as good after that first half of the Cowboys game. He got a lot of points in garbage time, but um, it, Hurts could really hurt this roster going forward. And I think there's just a quarterback issue. I think, you know, the David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin, Chase Edmonds of the world kind of just score you 10 points. They don't have a lot of – upside they're just kind of safe and Calvin Ridley hasn't looked like Calvin Ridley the Falcons offense is anemic and um, I, I I mean you look at this team each week the amount of points scored has decreased so that's not a good trend and you know you look at the standings I think fourth I think I'm fourth in the standings but you know, decreasing points each week, not a good trend. Um, I think I'm going the wrong direction, and I think I'm a fraud at this point. Next category is the party crashers. I also like to call this the frisky category, and that's John Osh Jacob. You look at John's team, he scored 170 points last week, um, which I think, as Loaf said, is one of the top performances of all time in the league. And this team is liable to do that every week. You you look at the team, he's got the three-headed monster at running back. He's got Justin Herbert, who can just go off. And then with the acquisition of Kittle, who Lighting just gave away, like it was closed to goodwill. Um, John's team should not be taken lightly here. Um, he's, you know, after the 0-2 start, he puts up 170 points and just blanks Z-Tech. And this is a frisky team. I could see this team making the playoffs. And, you know, he's got depth on the bench as well. So I think it's a really good team. Osh, same type thing. Um, he, when you have Mahomes, Waller, Keenan Allen, shit, uh, DeAndre Swift, and Dalvin Cook, this team can go off on a weekly basis and he's just got enough you know he doesn't have a, a ton on the bench but he's just got enough that on a weekly basis he can win games and that's what you saw this week against Sloan and then Jacob uh, I think this is a frisky team too you know Lamar Jackson DK Metcalf his running back situation is putrid shout out Miles Sanders with two carries last week but 
Jacob's team's frisky. I mean, he could absolutely be a party crasher. At the end of the year, we could be looking at Jacob having an upset or two in the playoffs and being right there. Um, I think it's a good team. I think he should probably make a few more moves than he has looking at his bench. But, uh, hey, that's how Jacob rolls. Uh, next tier is just the happy to be here, and that's Jesse Tenney. And I think he's just happy to be one and two right now. Uh, he's an eighth, kind of has some breathing room a little bit after three weeks. And it's still a good roster. I mean, A.J. Brown has not panned out. Tyreek Hill has had some weird weeks, but, you know, you would expect him to get back on track. I think Pitts will just get better as the year goes on, probably. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen's a monster. So, Tenny's happy to be here, but I don't think he's just going to settle for four and, you know, 13 or whatever, six and 11. I think he's going to try and make a playoff push, and I think he should. And uh, I don't think he should be happy, just happy to be here, but, but that's the tier I'm putting him in right now because the one and two, there's a little stink on him. The one win, he only scored 100, like a shade over 100 points. So there's just a little stink on the roster. He played Lighting, who put who had just an abysmal week. But, you know, Tenny could make some noise. But as of right now, he's just happy to be here. And the final tier is Bus Watch. And I'd like you to notice that Tenny is off Bus Watch. You know, when you have a, a, a Bus Watch game and you win, you get taken off. You got to prove it to me. Jesse proved it to me. So Trevor Lighting... Still on bus watch. He hasn't proven a thing. He made a couple trades last week. Got some roster depth, I guess. But he's going to have to make better roster decisions. Start sit decisions. Um, I don't think he got enough for George Kittle. I think he could have gotten more. But we'll see how those two guys pan out. If Elijah Mitchell is, is the dude in San Francisco. But Lightning has work to do. He's got a lot of work to do to to get off bus watch and to ultimately not ride the bus because in the points four category, it is not looking good. So if, if there's a tie at year end, I, I would expect lighting to be the loser of the tiebreaker, which is points four, as we all know. And the second person on, on bus watch is Sammy Zetek. He's 0-3. What can you say? Yes, he ran into a buzzsaw against John this week, but at the same time, he's he's 0 three. You gotta you gotta win games in this league, or else you're gonna be put on bus watch. So, and I, I you know I've said it each week, it, the roster just looks a little old, and a lot of it's not his fault. It's kind of some scheduling stuff. He's given up the most points in the league, which obviously when you give up 170 points, that's like two weeks in one. So that number is gonna be inflated for the rest of the year. And he's going to use that as a crutch. But you got to win games in this league. And Sammy has not done that. Um, he's riding the Mike Evans roller coaster. He's, he's just trying to tread water, I guess, here for the next few weeks. Maybe string a couple wins together. He's obviously in ninth place. Um, this week he plays Loaf, so it might get worse before it gets better. 
but Sammy Zetek, welcome to Bus Watch. So, good luck to everybody, except for Jacob this week. Mateo San Karloff. Doctor. Doctor. Doctor <laughs> Mateo San Karloff. That was quick. <laughs> it feels like that's happened before. Uh, no, I, was, I was just prepared for this introduction. <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome back onto the podcast. It's a, always a pleasure coming back on here. It's a blessing to have you. You know, this is one of my favorite things. Every Thursday, I look forward to it, so I'm glad I can contribute this week. I apologize for the late drop last week. Um, that one's on me. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Truly, yeah. No one else to blame. <laughs> no one else to blame. So I understand you've done a league history deep dive for us today. I've done several deep dives. <laughs> I'm ready for it all to, to come okay. out. Where do we want to start? We got a few places to start. Should we just start off with the fraud season? Yeah. I, we might as well get that out of the way because that was my bad. Hand mm-hmm. up. Hand up. Well, okay. First of all, well, no, not last season, the season before that, the actual fraud season. Oh, okay. So okay. that, was, that was the season I went eight and four, but was last in scoring. <laughs> If, yes. you, if you guys remember that. So I think the, the funniest part about this is that um, the success the past two years was built on that fraud season. Because of? Because, well, that fraud season, I get the fourth draft spot. Dalvin Cooks falls to me. Oh, good Lord. I get, so I get Dalvin and I get Kelsey in the same draft. So that's where we really made up some ground. And Terry, which was the keeper. And Terry, which was a keeper. So now that transition, that draft transition into the number one pick, the number one finish in the league. And so now we got McCaffrey and, you know, a whole bunch of other players. So, and just a quick 3 0 start. That's incredible. That's it's yeah. incredible. Okay. The fraud, so fraud season set it all up. Yeah, that's right. So let's, let's dive into it because I think it's kind of hilarious. So, eight wins last season, or eight wins that season. All eight wins were against the third least or the worst score in the league. All of them. So two were against the third least. Four wins, half the wins were against the second worst scoring team. And two of the wins were against the worst scoring team. Like that week, the team was the worst scoring team of that week. Correct. That's absurd. You never played even the fourth worst team that week? Never. You never beat them? Never. So all eight of the wins were against the third worst or the between the third worst and the worst teams. That is disgusting. <laughs> Some notable victories here. So um, average score per week was 95.7 points per game. <laughs> and the average points against was over 100. Uh, notable victories. I edged out Jesse week two, 99.7 to 97.2. Week seven, I beat Osh 91.0 to 83.0. Week 10, I beat Nate 90.0 to 85.6. Week 11, I beat Jesse 84.7 to 77.7. That was the worst. Yuck. Good Lord. I think the most disgusting thing about all this is that um, in the playoffs, I technically lost to Sammy. One twenty nine. He what? He scored one twenty nine point four. I scored one point six. 
That's but right. We had the plus twenty seating, so I yes. won that game because of the plus twenty seating. So yes. Oh, that's incredible. I forgot about that plus twenty. That was wild. <laughs> so technically I shouldn't have even won that game. So the frauds I think that's why I was so salty last year about and called you fraud all year was because of how unbelievable that year before was. Mm-hmm. So yes. So breaking things down for me um, year wise. So 2016, um, I believe I finished last in the league four and eight. <laughs> 2017, five and seven, 2018, six and six. So middle of the pack 2019, the fraud year eight and four. The year after that, 10 and three and now three and oh in 2021 it's improvement i mean each year (laughs) each pretty much each year yeah just get it's it's the the bowling ball that is loaf you you take your meat at the turn you take your meat at the turn that's (laughs) i mean that's the moral of the story really that's the moral of the story okay so transitioning into this so the next thing I dove into was specifically my record against you. I know we've gone over this before, but 2016. Oh, here we go. 2016. Yep. Out of the four wins I had that year, two of them are against you. 2017. Out of the five wins I had. Well, okay. I don't know that that's regular season or not. But um, two regular season wins and one win in the consolation playoff bracket. Good God. <laughs> This is disgusting. So I'm on five so far. Okay. You're on five. So then somehow, and I think, I believe you got your commissioner powers in 2018. I did. Yep. That changed. Yep. So the schedule somehow changed that year. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Rightfully so. Probably so, did a deep dive into that 0 and 5. <laughs> so only one win against you that year. Um, and then credit to you, you beat me my fraud year. Congratulations. Thank you. First loss. Appreciate that. Okay, one and six. <laughs> and then uh, then last year, uh, one and zero oh against you. So that gives a total record of seven and oh, seven oh, and one. Whopping one and seven against Loaf. <laughs> and this year, I believe we only play once again, which thank the Lord. Well, I like to think of it like uh, like it's a rivalry, uh, but not really. Kind of like the Huskers in Iowa. Yeah, that's true. It's like each team hates each other, but only one team ever wins. So we are on the reverse of <laughs> of the rivalries in that exactly in that respect. Exactly. Well, all you got to do is just hey, next year, next year, you know, next man up. <laughs> so it's it's one and seven, but that's in the past. Because guess what? I'm zero and zero this year. That's true. But that is disgusting. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What else? What else do we got? That was sad. Uh, so, uh, if you remember correctly in our text thread, uh, I wanted to know because Trevor performed so badly, the top worst performances of the of each week, or like how that ranks among worst performances. Trev, 63 points this week, I believe. 63.0. Yeah. Which... P-U. P-U. If my calculations are correct, that is the eighth worst scoring performance in league history. Wow. There's been eight worse than... Or there's been seven worse than that? There has been seven worse than that. Do you you have them? 
Let's go through them. Let's go yeah, through them. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to hear them. All right. 2016, back in the day. Week three, Drew Meyer. Miss that guy. Oh, Meyer. 55 points. He's really a black eye in this league. <laughs> he was tragic. I mean, that year I was almost as bad as him. Um, so I'm just thankful he was there because I think he got last actually that year. Yeah, so he I'm did. thankful he was there. He was like two and ten. I mean, he was god awful. Yeah. So fifty five. <laughs> fifty five. Okay. Next one is the all time worst performance. Twenty seventeen, week five. Aaron Oshner failed to break fifty. Forty six point eight points. What? <laughs> Defending champion Aaron Oshner failed to score 50 in 2017. How does that even happen? The better, the better part of this stat is you won that matchup only scoring 64.7 points. Yes. <laughs> Just a shade over what Lightning scored this week, and I won. <laughs> yeah, you won, which is that's, incredible. That's phenomenal. 49 points. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the lowest ever, right? It is. It's the number one. 46.8, the lowest score ever recorded in our league. Oh, my gosh. Frosh. Frosh, that's right. I mean, he's got a ring, so how much Frosh can you True. Beat? I think he's got two, really, if you yeah. count the weird year. Yeah. The, the Denver Broncos yeah. marathon. So, moving into – let's keep going because we got to get through them all here. 2017 was a really bad year. We have three scores under 60 here. So, 2017, week 10, Trev – also on here, 55.7 points. Classic. 2017, week 12, me only scored 59.6. Um, clearly didn't play me. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving up to 2018, only one score under 60 here. Week 10, Sammy Z-Tech scored a whopping 52.1 points. 2019, week seven, Trev on here again, the most featured on here, with 53.1 points. You just feel for the kid. You, you hate to see it. I, you, just, you just feel for him. It's a real head-scratcher how he won one year, but moving on. 2019, week 12, I, I'm on here again, 59.5 points. Wow, you, you're kind of making, making some real estate on this list. Yeah, so I'm probably number two in the worst performances, but... Moving on, last year, fun fact, no team scored under 60 points. Lowest total was week 11, Jesse, with 63.2 points, barely edging out Trevor. Love that for us. So, But it's early, so it's only week three, and we have our eighth worst performance. I would love to get one back in the 40s. <laughs> that has to be like your quarterback throws two interceptions and then like tears his ACL, and that's it. Yeah, I don't think Aaron had one player double digits, oh and I think God. his defense scored negative points. So, oh, as they did this week too, but he still put up 120. Yeah. So then I wanted to look into okay. So we we went over the lowest. Let's go over the highest totals. So you'll see a trend here as well. So 2016 week six, Will scored a whopping 186.8 points. Wow. 2017 week seven, Jacob scored 169.6 points. So that was the highest total for that year. Nice. 2018 week nine, Will again, 197.4, highest total ever in the league. Oh. So Will's, Will's uh, most points ever scored in this league are largely built on two dramatic point just, totals. Just soul crushing weeks. That's like two weeks in one. 
Mm-hmm. Could be four weeks in one for that Osh 49. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Okay. So, so those on here twice. Next one is Jacob again, week five. Highest total for 2019 was 176.6. I took a look into the box score because I couldn't look at that before. You could look at it at 2019 on. He scored 45.7 points from Aaron Jones and 47.7 from Christian McCaffrey in the same week. Wow. So Will and Jacob were the two highest scorers, 2016 through 2019. And then John, John Estadio coming in here in 2020 with a whopping 171.9, 46.6 points from Aaron Jones. And then this year, John again, um, yeah, he went off 70.7, and his literally entire roster went off. So, yeah, after an after an 0 and 2 start, just decided to pop off for a sec. Yeah, so that kind of concludes my my fantasy football deep dive into. Wow. You know, it was a lot of fun. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's absolutely incredible. I mean, just some phenomenal nuggets for the league. Hopefully, we can quickly forget about the one and seven record that I have against you. <laughs> but apart from that, that was that was a heater. That you know, I yeah, it was fun. It was fun looking at that. So, <laughs> well, I mean, historically, you just keep getting better. Correct. This, this year, you start off three and zero, but there's a little bit of a downside losing McCaffrey this week. Yep, not going to be long term. Yep. But how are you feeling about navigating the next few weeks without him, and then, uh, and then the rest of the season? I mean, you got to be happy about the three and zero start. I mean, yes, of course, you can't ask for a better start. Um, but uh, losing McCaffrey is a real kick to the old ball sack. Um, <laughs> he's True. essentially, he's essentially RB one and two on my team. And then I kind of just ignore everyone else. They're just <laughs> kind of there. He is a cheat code. He is a running cheat code. It's yeah. like having two running backs in, in one roster spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look, I mean, obviously, you know, where I'm at on the waiver wire, not able to pick up Chuba Hubbard. Um, but, uh, because Trev was able to pick him up, he's now my mortal enemy. Thank goodness Trev picked him up because <laughs> if he wouldn't have, I would have pulled my hair out. I mean, just hopefully Chuba Howard or Chuba Hubbard, I mean, is like 60% of Christian McCaffrey because for Trev's sake, he needs it. Well, listen, I mean, his sorry, his sorry roster is only going to be helped minimally the next, like the next two weeks. Yeah. And now, now I kind of get why Jacob hates Trevor so much <laughs> because he pulls stuff like that. So, I'm now on hashtag Team Jacob. I hate that. You, I mean, <laughs> you're simply trying not to ride a 12-hour bus ride. So you, it's a move you have to make. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Team Trev. I mean, he, he's a grinder. He, he's not complacent. He doesn't just mail it in. He's making moves, although maybe questionable moves. The George Kittle trade was a little... I feel like he could have gotten more, but but uh, <laughs> he's grinding. He's you can't he can't talk bad about him. I mean, you can't fault the guy for trying. I yeah, guess. absolutely, absolutely. But I I understand as the McCaffrey owner. I think didn't you draft Hubbard too? I did, and then I dropped him dropped because I like to tinker. I've dropped a lot of players that I wish I wouldn't have now, but. 
Sad. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Well, speaking of players that are droppable, um, <laughs> actually, he actually was pretty good after the fumble last week. But is Clyde officially Deadwards Alaire to you? Well, I love that pun. I think mine's <laughs> a little bit better, though, because he was, you know, he was looking, you know, his nickname is the Fresh Prince of uh, Elaire. <laughs> yep. But he's looking more like the jester of the castle. <laughs> Just the absolute joke. <laughs> Do you want, so is he still on the trade block? Uh, I mean, maybe. I kind of need him now. What's the, I mean, what's the price? I've got some backs. What do, should we make a little mid-interview trade here? Yeah, what you got for me? What I've got, I mean, let's look. Let's I've got Edmonds, Gaskin. Gross. Um, Deshaun Watson's pretty good. <laughs> um, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, yeah. David Montgomery, the law firm. The law firm. <laughs> Let's let's put the let's put the trade talks on ice. I, okay. I do see that your running back room is looking a little looking a little thin. No, it's looking better. I mean, it's deep. It just maybe is bad depth. Yeah, Miles Gaskin running on empty. Yep, the gas man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, struggling a little bit. The, these guys, these none of my guys, like none of them score touchdowns. Yeah, the Bears. I don't have any atrocious. Yeah, I don't have any touchdown guys. Yeah. They all just run for like 60 yards and catch a few passes and score 10 points every week. And it's like, well, you'd like to get them in the end zone maybe yeah. once or twice. That's that's a tough look. That's kind of Clyde too, though. <laughs> so maybe I'm just making a sideways move. Yeah, so we'll see, I guess. We'll see if it happens or not. Okay, we'll put it on ice for now. Yeah, put it on ice. Okay, next. Uh, I want some locks. I want Loaf's locks, whether it's this week, uh, the playoffs – a championship lock, the bus lock. I just want – just go off. All right. This is I, your segment, Loaf's Locks. I got a few for you. So, for this week, I think both undefeated teams, including myself, lose. Oh. You're playing Z-Tech, right? I'm playing Z-Tech. He's on three. Uh, well, I'll get into Z-Tech later. I have a, I have a take on Z-Tech as well. But okay. Yes, I think – as far as teams go, John's got the hottest hand right now. Nate probably number two, but John's number one. So, oh I yeah, John and Nate—that's a good matchup. That is a really good matchup this week. But John kind of underperforming, Nate kind of overperforming. So I think the law of averages maybe maybe John squeaks one out this week. Yeah, maybe Cooper Cup isn't Randy Moss this that's week. Right. Cooper Cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. As far as playoffs go, here's here's my take. So I feel like three teams are kind of obvious coming in. Um, so I think Nate's the best team. I got Nate at one, me at yep. two, um, Will at three. So those are my top three guys kind of in that top tier. That's my tier as well. Okay, yep. so bottom tier here. And stick with me here. So I like I like I like uh, John's team a lot. I, like, I have John at four, finishing fourth. Love that. Love that. Um, he does have a good team. He's been a little unlucky, I think, and he does have a good team. Yeah. Um, so I got John at four. I have you just squeaking in at five. And then here, <sighs> here's my uh, here's my uh, dark horse guy I love towards the end of the season, and that is Mister Sammy Zetek sneaking in at six. The Centennial Meat House. The Centennial Meat House. Why do you like him? Okay, so 
I wouldn't you so you go into why is Sammy 0 and 3? You really take a hard look at it. So we look at Sammy's week one, the worst bust you could probably uh work up for like a starting lineup. Aaron Rodgers just absolutely shat Ooh. the bed. Yeah, that's tough. And Mike Evans was allergic to the football. Yep, as he sometimes is. Yes. So, 0-1. Week 2, Sammy loses on a stat correction from the defense. Oh, man. I forgot about this already. So, oh, yes. So, Sammy loses by, like, point oh two or something. 0.7, yeah. Point wow. 0.7. Okay. So, 0-2. Then week 3 goes up against number one scoring John Estadio. And he ends up scoring the third highest total that week. Yeah, he just ran into a buzzsaw there. That is tough. I didn't realize he was the third highest scorer. Yes. Third highest scorer. And was, is, he only was beat out by like point two one, the second highest score. So he had a great week, but just ran into just a terrible combo. So, then- so this is a bad – this is interesting because I did place – Sammy Z Tech on bus watch this year or this week. I mean, simply because of the O and three, but I didn't dive into it. Yeah. It's, a, it's an unfortunate O and three. Wow. You got to do your homework. Yeah. Yep. So this is like the opposite. So like that, this is the opposite of the fraud season. So Sammy Z Tech is a fraudulent O and three, I think in my, opinion. yeah. Could easily, have... could easily be two and one based off scheduling. I would have to agree. Okay. So he rings in at six. He rings that at six, so that's my that's my playoff. Okay. So, and then oh. who who are we looking? I mean, is it too obvious for Bus Watch at this point? I mean, it's it's so obvious. It's not even funny. It's got to be Trev's got to be the favorite. <laughs> he is the overwhelming favorite. <laughs> the overwhelming favorite. I mean, this guy. Luckily, you know, he's got waiver priority for the next month, so hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully something falls to him, um, but uh, I don't foresee uh, Trev doing too much. Um, he just needs to string together, string together a couple more Chubas. Yeah, I mean, if he gets Chuba for a few weeks and then maybe gets another guy that takes over a backfield, I mean, it's going to be tough sledding for him. Though I just don't know who else is going to ride the bus. Yeah, well, uh, the dark horse for the bus. Um, this I don't feel good about this, but I'm saying it's a possibility. So hear me out. If Travis Kelsey gets hurt, Jacob Engel is on bus watch. One hundred. I like that. Yeah, I mean he's got Gronk as his backup. He does have but, Gronk as a backup, but I don't like. But if Tra- I mean if Kelsey goes down, I mean that's just he is an absurd person to have at tight end. So. That's I mean his Jacobs running back room is kind of thin. He's starting Miles Sanders. Uh, Eagles are trash. Starting Melvin Gordon, yeah. who's his performing. So his running back room is tragic. Yeah, I don't hate that as a dark horse. That'd be a fun bus watch too. So that'd be fun to watch that play out. So yeah, this is that is my prediction for this year. So. And Jacob. So I play Jacob this week. Next week, Jacob has lighting. Could be looking at an early bus watch game there. I like that. I like that. If lighting can win that game, I mean, hey. Hey. You make a little noise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Bus watch sleeper. (laughs) 
Well, that was, I mean, phenomenal content. Do we have, do we have any more locks? Do we have any, anything more we want to get off your chest? I don't know. Um, I feel like Phil Kramer is going to like this one a lot. It's got a lot of stats and numbers. Um, yeah. So I hope, you know, shout out to Will. I, this was, uh, this was for you from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. <laughs> Just gift wrapped it for him. Just gift wrapped it. Consider it my wedding gift. Yep. There you go. Late wedding gift. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would be honored if I could uh, say the famous last words of every podcast. I'd be the oh. very first one. Absolutely. I, I would be honored to have you be the first one. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So good luck next week, boys. Except uh, to who am I playing this week again? Except to Sammy. Um, thanks for tuning in. And as always, fuck you guys. Let's go.